Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Oh man, it still seems kind of like a sleazy way. Can't we just like wait until he's adult and like kill him then? Uh, it's too, too complicated more. <laughs> So it just flip the clipboard. This is obviously the best way to go about this. <laughs> there's there's a, there's an infinite number of us, Morty. The, the, uh, I've already looked into it. This is the easiest way. This is this is literally the easiest way to do it. Come on, just do it. Come on, come on, do it. What are you? What are you? A wimpy bitch? Come on, Morty. Flip the clip. Clip. Flip. Flip the clip, clipboard. Welcome everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode. Man, I tell you what, I have been living with my parents for the last two days. I tell you, I was doing that. You, you, staying with you my parents. have. I mean, you know, if this was 10 years ago, I would say that that would be odd. But I read a recent statistic that <laughs> people uh, age 26 are more likely to be living with their parents than with a with a spouse due to you know shitty jobs and uh, how expensive housing is these days. So that was actually one of our first episodes. You remember talking about oh, that? Yeah. yeah well, now we have talk- actual evidence to back it up or something. I don't know. New articles, new evidence, new whatevers. What I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I have an extraordinarily long commute. Uh, to get to uh, my place of business these days. So I've business. been skipping out my business, and I've been staying with my Padres for a little bit. Now, the drawback, they live in a really old house, and the really old house does not have particularly good air conditioning. So it gets kind of stuffy. Have you thought about opening a window? <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm kind of fearful if I open the window, then the entire house will depressurize and it'll suck me out of the Whoa. window. <laughs> Isn't that how that works? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if this was Mars or a spaceship or a plane, maybe that's how it would work. Yeah, you probably ought not to do that. It's probably not probably not <laughs> a good idea. Especially not on a Hard flight. Pass. Oh, man. So... There's this lady. Now, where was she traveling from? She was going from Wuhan, Tiane, International yeah, Airport. Yeah, those places. To the city of Lanzhou. I, dude, I hate that flight. That, that's a horrible connecting flight. It really is rough. Yeah, the layover. The layover's bad. Hell. There's no good restaurants in the airport. Bathrooms are always dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hot. It it's is always hot. hot as fuck. Every time. You know, it doesn't plane, matter what time sweat of year. Ass off. Yeah, it's uh, you, you walk up to the door and they like hand you a little towel and they're like, "What's this for?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's the sauna. That's the entire plane. That's the trip you're, you're welcome." On. Yeah, <laughs> you want the towel or not? Yeah, <laughs> I can take it. It's like it's like throwing a. Uh, it's like, like oh, it'll be an extra surcharge of thirty dollars. We'd like to take a towel on the plane. God damn it, nickel. Hey, fuck this! I'm just opening the door. And, yeah, exactly. It's hot. I'm going to open the door. Which is what these passengers decided to do on September the 23rd this year. Now, was it was it several people or was it one person? It blames specifically one person. Uh, uh, one Chow uh, Men Airlines passenger. But, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe it was a group effort. Maybe there was multiple people complaining about the stuffiness. They're like, come on, dude, just fucking... Fucking open the emergency door. It's a window, not an emergency door. This is totally okay. They're probably all egging her on. Like, come on, just just pull the red lever. Yeah. No, it's just a suggestion. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do what they say. Exactly. They don't own you. They don't own you. Yeah, fucking open it. Just fucking open it. It's What's hot. The big it's deal? hot. You're hot. I'm hot. We're sweating our balls off in here. Now open the goddamn door. Oh, just do just, it. Yeah. Just do it. Uh, so, of course, she opens it. And as a result, she prevents the plane from taking off for another hour. I don't know why it takes him that long. Why can't you just be like, you, don't open the door anymore. Go to the front of the plane. Yeah. Exactly. You close the door and they're good to go. Exactly. You're the bad kid. you got to sit up front with the bus driver now. Yeah. It wouldn't even, doesn't even seem like they needed to arrest her unless she was doing something. I don't know. What, what, what would warrant getting arrested 
uh, this is being right. Muslim on a plane and flushing the toilet twice. I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> what, what doesn't constitute <laughs> being worthy of being arrested on an airplane now? Being being a, an Asian man and refusing to give up your seat because you need to get to where you're going. Like, you can get arrested for anything on planes these days. Yeah, you got to really watch your step. And if you have a certain type of step, you might as well not even set foot on a plane. Yeah. So watch out. My best guess is that uh, due to them just completely taking off the the safety hatch door, there's probably some protocols that they have to go through of making sure it's secured on correctly before engaging in flight due to the risk of depressurization and all these those other related things. Because, I mean, wasn't it not that long ago where somebody got sucked out of a freaking uh airplane i feel like i read that on the news where where i don't know if it was the safety door or if a window broke but someone was getting sucked out of the plane and people were trying to hold the person and keep them from getting completely sucked out and even though they didn't get completely sucked out of the plane the the amount of trauma they suffered from the experience caused them to ultimately perish i could imagine i could imagine how that would go down you know you, you see like uh, opening credits and then you see a guy say, this is Johnny Knoxville, and this is Jazz. <laughs> and then he opened that. <laughs> Somebody just gets, like, sucked out, like, ah! <laughs> and uh, scene. Yeah. And scene, yeah, finished. Uh, coffee break, everybody. Damn, yeah, that's fucking um, beautiful. Jesus. But yeah, but uh, I mean, with all of this in mind, uh, all the passengers, and this passenger specifically, is lucky that they made this mistake before the plane took off because who knows what kind of damage it could have caused if they were to try this kind of shenanigans mid-flight because they were too fucking stupid. Like, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it, it was probably stupidity, and that's what makes the story sad. Like, at what level do you have to be operating under in order to pull this kind of shit? Yeah. Uh, the, the, you know, the other sad part, Perhaps they're persecuting uh, a stupid person, you know, somebody who maybe shouldn't have even been traveling independently and was encouraged by other members of the plane to open a secure, uh, secure safety hatch. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like most or many of the articles we uh, we go over, it, it's it's light on those kinds of details. So, I mean, there's no way for us to know. Yeah, this is very true. Um, so let's see. What's the silver lining on this? I mean, this I think one? the silver lining is pretty obvious with this one. The silver lining is that they did not do this mid flight, that they made this horrendous oh. fucking mistake when the plane was still on the ground and the stakes yeah. weren't that high. Yeah, it wasted a, an hour instead of well, possibly ruining <laughs> several people's yeah. lives. Seriously. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Um, well. I mean, it, it is good to make sure that you're checking people before they come onto a plane, uh, just in case they're maybe, I don't know, bringing on something dangerous, right? You know, you right. go through security checkpoints. Maybe they're packing. And then before you get on the plane, you have the stewardess that's like saying hello to you, but what she's really saying is like, hey, you know, you got anything in your pants that you want to tell me about? <laughs> like, you got any bombs? You got any, got any guns? Anything you want to... You want to show you me? Come clean. Come on, this is the last chance. You get on that plane, all bets are off. Yeah. So imagine if you had a security checkpoint. I don't know, walking out of a department store, walking out of a mall. I don't, oh, know. I don't know. Just let's just say. Oh, I don't know. You just like segue right into the next story. Just as like an example, there's nothing to do with what's happening going on. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's let's say that you're not stealing anything at all. Right, you're 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 a good law-abiding citizen. You have yeah. cash money. Mm-hmm. You, you done bought some stuff, you know? Maybe maybe you were splurging a little right. bit. You know, you, have, you, you, you haven't gone you haven't up. gone shopping in a while. You're you're, you're classic treat yourself. Yeah, so it's like I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna get myself some nice things. And then I'm going to go home, and I'm going to enjoy myself, have a nice day. might watch a little TV. I don't know. Have a beer. It's going to be great. And you're walking out the door, and then all of a sudden, this nasty-ass security officer walks in front of you and puts his hand on your chest, and he's like, oh, sir, 
I'm going to need you to stop right there. It seems that we have some suspicious activity going on in your pants. Uh, the, I, what do you what do you mean? I, I literally I just spent five hundred pounds. So, I spent five hundred pounds. I think not on on I, clothes. I, I don't care how much you spent. I, I my bags. sole concern. Don't play coy with me. My sole concern happens to be the bulge in your that, pants. That I, <laughs> I can assure you, I, I've recently put on some weight and my pants are tight. But that that that's my dick. Mm. You're you're pointing Damn. at my dick. Please don't come you're closer shopping. with your hands. I think you're Stop try, Don't. I, I realize that's that's my pocket. Let me feel that's, it. That's my dick, sir. Just let me feel it. You I, know what? Yep, you know what? Uh, Ever had I'm, a little pocket if you're, pull? All right. If this is where we're going to, I'm just gonna whip it out. Here, here I go. Here I go. All right. Let's see it. There it is. Are, are you happy? Whoa, that was huge. <laughs> you're can still I, shopping. Can I please leave now? <laughs> No, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that little thing we just played out actually happened. Uh, this guy was a shopping. Mr. Steve Whitehurst uh, is very well endowed, apparently. Yeah, he's got a, a big old schlong. Yeah, ten inches worth of endowed. I don't. I don't know why we. I don't know why this article needed to tell us how long his dick was. I would have just accepted him on face value that it was a big dick. But yeah, apparently you know it was the detail of the story. He's got a because he's got everybody's a like, oh, good big dick. I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, but has the Derbyshire Live measured it? I don't think so. Derbyshire Live. Wait, That's, is this guy? Is this guy Irish? What? I don't. I don't fucking know. I, that's just what the news article Irish, is. That's an Irish ten inches. That's that's four inches. <laughs> that's that's four American inches. God damn it! <laughs> Which is also the longest dick in all of Ireland. Yeah. So I've been told. Well, the longest dick in all of Ireland. The legendary ten inch. Hot tar 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 tar. That'd be the pot of gold. The leprechaun seek. Oh jeez. Yeah, so this so guy apparently he was hanging out with his girlfriend uh and their eighteenth month old grandson. Right. And he was treating himself. Uh, yeah. He was walking around and uh they made him whip out his dick in front of his well, uh I mean Okay, his... so they didn't necessarily make him whip out his dick. So the guy tries to leave, right? I'm gonna paint a picture for you. The guy tries to leave, he's got he spent, you know, cash money, right? Cash fucking money. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You got something in your pants. We can see it. And the guy's like, no, that is my dick, sir. I spent money. If I was going to steal, I would not have just spent $500 or whatever the fuck that translates to. And the guy's like, no, 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 man. We can't let you leave. You got shit in your pants, dude. And he's like, that's my dick. I'm like, no, you can't leave. That's my dick. No, you can't leave. No, that's my dick. And he got so frustrated <laughs> that eventually he's like, fine, look, here it is. It's my dick. Whips out his dick. Everyone's like, oh my god, what the fuck are you doing? Put that back in your pants. He said, I didn't want to do this, man. I'm just telling you it's my dick. Please let me leave. And they're like, no, we're still not going to let you leave. You got something in your pants. He's like, fine. Take a security officer. Let's go into a fucking changing room and check me out so I can leave this fucking shit. He goes into a changing room with a security officer. The guy pats him down, doesn't find anything. They still won't let the motherfucker leave. Yeah. And so he ultimately calls the manager a bitch, and then he asks for a refund, and they refund him for his shit, and he finally gets to leave. But ultimately, there was a crowd of a hundred people watching all this shit go down because motherfucking Tyrannosaurus Rex, long shawn, long shlong dick dude, whipping <laughs> out dick. People want to see what the hell's going on, you know? Oh man. So apparently. Uh, the sports store is trying to fight back as well, which is where he was at. It, it's pretty fucked up that, that they're willing to just dig their heels in at this point. Why wouldn't they just try to throw their 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 little minions under the bus like any other company would do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be like, let's let's fire like security guard Jeff and manager Deborah and yeah. move on. Yeah, but instead, uh, a JD Sports uh, spokesperson says. The customer in question was exhibiting suspicious behavior in store, and oh wait, I, I'm not I'm not saying this right. This is a uh, oh yeah. Uh, the customer in question was exhibiting <laughs> suspicious behavior in store, and when the store manager confronted the customer, he became abusive. 
At no point did any colleague ask the customer to remove any clothing, but that is in direct opposition to what Mr. Whitehurst said. Did so, I just like fucking teleport to Mrs. Doubtfire? Uh, like, oh, like, did oh, did <laughs> Like if that was like, like if you were like, Wait, if you if you were in a fucking audition for like, I don't know, a remake of Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, you would have gotten the role, man. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna like, would, keep that in my back pocket. For like, a I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that that was like an amazing British accent, but that was like an amazing Mrs. Doubtfire impression, which is supposed to be, you know, Robin Williams' version of an old British granny. So oh, that was fucking great. I was trying to lead in, lean in Irish, but that apparently didn't come across. So. No, it, no, it was full on Mrs. Doubtfire, but I loved it. I want you to use that as your accent going forward every time you try to sound like a British or Irish person. You got it, Jimmy. I'm okay, thank it. you. It was so good. <laughs> like I'm turning red right now. I'm just like so impressed, and I, I really that was great. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank, thank you Jimmy. so much. Uh, so, <laughs> well, what do you think? Uh, what's the uh, what do you think should become of this? I don't know, man. Just, like, leave the fucking dude alone. Like, Fight power. I mean... It, as soon as he showed them that he didn't have anything in his pants, like, that should have been it. What, do they yeah. think he had, like, a micro USB shoved up his ass or something? Like, like I don't... Like, I'm of the opinion I don't think a guilty person would whip their dick out, right? Like, that's, like, a person that's been cornered, right? That's, like, cornering a dog or, like, some other feral animal that, like, can't defend itself, it's going to fight back the only way it knows how, which is whipping its dick out, right? <laughs> and that's <laughs> and that's what they did to Steve Whitehurst here. Like, yeah. he didn't want to do that, right? He was, like, drawn to his last resort. Yeah. Uh, maybe he tried to play the Intimidate card, but the uh, security officer wasn't having any of it. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad. Uh, I don't really, uh, let's see. Silver lining, silver lining. Silver lining, he's got a 10-inch dick. <laughs> yeah, he's yep. still winning. That's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, they, they make him look all, like, sad and sultry in his picture, <laughs> but on the inside, he's smiling. Yeah, so, I mean, go along with that silver lining. This is a, a beautiful quote from Steve uh, Whitehurst here, where he said, I felt like I was a little man, be it one with a large penis, Against this big corporate company. It's so frustrating. So I think that pretty much surmises this entire story. Absolutely. That's pretty good. Uh, all right. So as we do here on Cynic Empowerment, we are going to sandwich our stories. Tim and I are fueled by sadness. That's right. So we try to keep the sad stuff in the middle of the sad sandwich. And then we have... We had the, the light little fluffy loaves of kind of like light sadness on the outside of it. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Th- yes. This basically just describes our lives. We have anywhere between like minor, non-confrontational, non-issue, non-very sad mm-hmm. sadness. And then we have major issues, awful, why the fuck is this still happening sadness? Yeah. So our winner for today uh, for our sad salami we're going to be talking about bile bears. Bile bears. Yeah, sometimes called battery bears. Uh, these bears are kept in uh, so-called crush cages so that they yeah. can have their bile harvested uh, for uh, traditional Chinese medicine. If you all have ever watched any farming documentaries where they show you like the, the chickens and the little cages that are so tiny – that the chicken can't actually move around or do anything. Just imagine a bear in one of those, and then you kind of get an idea of what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, we're talking about all manner of bears. Um, they try to extract the bile from any bear that they can get their hands on. The husbandry practices are absolutely terrible, uh, and the conditions are abhorrent. Uh, more often than not, they target the Asiatic black bear, uh, and the sun bear and brown bear are also typical stand-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're harvesting their bile, uh, which Jimmy and I were talking about earlier, is uh, a digestive fluid produced by the liver and stored in the gallbladder for any yes. of you that were wondering exactly where bile was found in the body. Yes. So as of now, it seems as though I, we, we have some different estimates. I think the article that you sent me said there was around 7,000. 
uh, bears that were being harvested currently? Uh, yes, yes, that's and correct. The article uh, that I'm from the, now from says the, about twelve thousand. Well, so I mean, I, I guess I mean this is not necessarily a legal practice. Yeah. So the numbers they waver. You, you, it's, it's not exactly clear. So I, I guess from the estimates that we've found, anywhere from between seven thousand and twelve thousand, you're probably in the ballpark. Well, the way that they're doing it is not necessarily legal, but the products are certainly legal. I mean, they they're sold on the market. Yeah, you can commodify uh, anything. So mm-hmm. you know, it's like yeah, the way you got this was illegal, but this thing itself, pff, that's fine. Yeah, we ain't gonna judge you if you got that. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Like you can you can compare this practice to many other products that we take for granted on a daily basis, and you gotta think for a little bit. Like, wait, where did all this come from? Right. And somewhere along the line, you might be able to find some kind of unethical practice, like fucking palm oil. Jesus Christ, fuck that shit. What, what about palm oil? Palm oil's bad, dude. It's fucking bad. Tell me about palm oil, Jimmy. <laughs> so, like, palm trees are generally in tropical environments where lots of endangered species, specifically the orangutan, is the one one of the animals that are most affected by it. So, yeah. unless you're getting products that are sourced with ethically resourced palm oil, you're basically uh-huh. funding the mowing down of tropical rainforest in Asia. In Indonesia and other places. Wow. So yeah, if you see palm oil on the back of a product, I mean, I, I mean, it's not a one-for-one scale of like you know uh, bare bile bad, but it's like bad in the sense that it's only forced in the products because it's cheap as shit, and it doesn't need to be there. That's fucked up. That's fucked, it's up. fucked up. And that's a fantastic example. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, you got it, dude. God. All right. So I would encourage anybody to look up pictures of these these bears in crush cages. It's a, uh, it's ridiculously sad. Um, yeah. This is like Yulin <sighs> Dog Festival levels of sadness. Yeah. It's, which we haven't talked about in a very long time. Uh, also, uh, you know, they're they're kept in those cages for uh, a substantial amount of time. Uh, sometimes they are caught as cubs and may be kept as long as thirty years. They will harvest the bile slowly uh, because obviously they don't want to kill the host. And more often than not, uh, the bears will die because of stress of the unskilled surgery because they're cutting into the animal each time they extract the bile. Uh, Of course, causing an infection, which will kill the animal. So they're just – so like where are they going in from? Are they just like cutting into their stomach and accessing – the the gallbladder and then leaching it out or are they coming through some other means like their throat or something like what the well, fuck how do you do this shit it, it seems as though they're going directly in and inserting a catheter oh so god sucking it out uh oh wait we have we actually have uh, methods of bile extraction oh fuck oh god oh no all right so oh no we have repeated percutaneous bilary drainage what does that even fucking mean? So uh, this uses an ultrasound imager to locate the gallbladder, which is uh-huh. then punctured, and the bile is oh. extracted. So that sounds like something that you would need a little bit more money to set up. Uh, yeah, so that's like the that's the premium way to extract this stuff. Yeah, that's probably the best way to do it. We have the permanent implantation method, which uses okay. a tube that is entered into the gallbladder through the abdomen. Um I think that's so you have someone we were, just like we were just poking just, through their stomach and then like let's put a tube in here. Blurp. Yeah, it, the bile is extracted twice a day through such implanted tubes, which produces about ten to twenty milliliters of bile during extraction. We should keep so that, nothing. Yeah, we should keep that number in mind uh, when we go to discuss what products are ultimately made from the bile. So okay. So, uh, then we then we have uh, catheterization, uh, which involves pup pushing a steel or perspex catheter through the bear's abdomen into the gallbladder. Oh, my God. Uh, the full jacket method. Oh, man, this is getting rough. This is, yeah, this is heavy. All right, the full jacket method uses a permanent catheter tube to extract bile, which is then collected in a plastic bag set in a metal box worn by the bear. The f- free drip method uh, involves making a permanent tube uh, or a permanent hole. Or a fistula, as it's known, 
the bear's abdomen and gallbladder, which the bile freely drips out. Holy shit! Ugh! I'm, like, slowly just, like, squeezing my face and putting my hands over my eyes uh, as this hey. keeps going. Hey, we just did a mind meld. I'm doing the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, sometimes the holes kept open with a perspex catheter. Causes severe pain to the bear. Great suffering. Oh, man. This this method kills the bear, uh, obviously. So that one kills the bear. The other one's, okay, so that one's like, we're going to drain it for all it's worth and then discard it and get a new bear. Oh, but is not as lethal to the bear as the removal of the whole gallbladder, which oh my God. is sometimes used when wild bears are just fucking poached. So in an ethical way, honestly, I think I would rather just be shot in the fucking head and have someone take out yeah. my goddamn gallbladder than yeah. be put in one of these fucking tiny cages yeah. and just be used like a fucking machine to extract value from on a daily basis of being stabbed and having my fucking gallbladder punctured until I ultimately get an infection and die because holy fuck. Yeah, so that 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 last one is probably the choice. Yeah, it's somehow the best of this awful, horrendous practice. Yeah. Uh, so Oof. let's Oof. say that. <laughs> well, Jimmy, let's say that you are an aspiring businessman, and you were oh, trying. Oh yes, to, yes. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to invest in this here bear bile business. That's oh, right. Oh. You're sitting there slicking your mustache and tipping twiddle, your top twiddly hat. Twiddly twee, twiddly tum. Twiddling your cane. <laughs> oh, I'm going to buy a bear. How much oh. would you pay for a wild bear cub? Me? What? How much would you pay? How much well, would you pay I, for a bear cub? I don't know, man. If, if you had to guess. <laughs> uh, as little as possible. That's supply and demand, right? $100. That's how it works. Uh, so we're looking uh, from anywhere between 280 to $400 for a wild bear cub. Now, guess that seems fair. I don't fucking know. That's that's roughly equivalent to ten times the monthly wage of someone who works in a restaurant in China. Uh, Yikes! So it's it's a chunk of change. Uh, it is not cheap to start this, uh, and then of course you have to wait until the bear cub is big enough in order to actually be producing bile. So you're waiting about three years. Um, and, uh, this is gonna, you're waiting until the bear is about three years of age. Uh, and then this will continue for five to 10 years. Uh, it's pretty unusual that the bear is going to make it, you know, up to 20 years. Uh, but it happens. So they, like they, yeah. So you're literally looking at this bear as like a little money machine. Yep. Yep. You're as like the, a little ATM, the goose that laid the golden egg, except every egg that the okay. bear lays is killing it. And so you okay? So we stated earlier that you get anywhere between ten to twenty milligrams of this bile. Yeah. So how what is that translated to like hard cold cash? Uh, okay. So if we are looking at the bile products, yes. Uh, we have the dun 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 dun. Well, I wonder what the concentration is. Well, okay, so cost. Um, well, that's the overall cost. Uh, so if anybody's interested, uh, the, over, the overall worldwide trade in bare parts, including bile, was estimated to be about $2 billion. Uh, wow. And that was 2011, so it's probably gone up. <laughs> uh, yes, things do. Yep. Uh, let's see. In uh, da, 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 da. A report published in 2013 stated that a poacher in North America can usually get $100 to $150 for a gallbladder, but the organs can fetch $5,000 to $10,000 in the end market once they're processed into powders. So I guess that's how they ultimately infuse it into the products uh, for medical purposes. Air quotes, medical purposes. Medical purposes, yeah. Uh, let's see. Gallbladders can cost more than $3,000 in Asia. Um, and in Myanmar, you can snag one for $51.11. Wow. 
Nice. So what we got to do, Tim, is you and I, we're going to quit our day jobs. We're going mm-hmm. to uh, give up on having consciences and any sense of purpose in life. We're going to support the oppressive Myanmar regime and their treatment of Uyghurs and just buy bare fucking gallbladders in Myanmar and then traffic them to China and get rich. Uh, sounds simple enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, I found it. So raw bile can sell for as much as $24,000 per kilogram, which is about half the price of gold. Wait, $24,000 per kilogram, and there's 1,000 milligrams in a kilogram, right? Yeah, but it was obviously we're talking liquid, and now we're transferring it to weight. I don't know if bile has a relative weight. This is stupid. Oh, anyways... They're not, and, and we don't long, really want to put a we don't really want to put a number on it, anyways. Like we're just trying to show you guys that it is a lucrative industry, and people are encouraged to take part in it because it, it is a way for them to make lots and lots of money. Yeah, and and if not like exponentially lucrative in the way of you think of I don't know fucking uh, land barons and like mm-hmm. the capitalist class in the United States, it's like relative luxury compared to people having to work for six months to get $300. Like it's relatively mm-hmm. way more money than what they have to work with, which these people in desperate situations to, uh, you know, yeah. uh, take in and abuse bears until they die. Yeah. It's, this is bad. This is so it's bad. bad. It's very bad. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, we have an efficacy. So bile products have not been found to have any medical efficacy. It is unlikely to have the efficacy claimed by Chinese herbalists. It has been stated. It doesn't do shit. Yeah, big surprise. No benefit to health. It does nothing. Wow. Could, would have yeah. never guessed that. What a surprise. People are wasting their money, wasting their time, and abusing bears in the process. Nice. Yeah. They claim that it treats a whole shit ton of things. Everything from improved eyesight to epilepsy to sore throats to reducing the effects of the overconsumption of alcohol to clear the liver. Mm-hmm. Would you mm-hmm. like some, Jimmy? I mean, I, I didn't want any, but after that last part, it seems like a good deal. Yeah, what if you need to break down some gallstones, man? Yeah. yeah it's good for that, too. It's good for oh, everything. Yeah. Sounds great. Good. Where do I sign up? I got a couple of bears for sale, Jimmy. If you want to follow me back to my house, you could buy one. Or if, I could just cut out the gallbladder for you. You want that? Instead? I feel like if something like cures too many things, you know it's bullshit. Because I feel like most medicines does like one specific thing. Like no one takes like a one pill that reduces their blood pressure, cures headaches, uh, you know, uh, helps them sleep at night. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Like, it's too good to be true. Exactly. It's the Superman principle, and we've discussed the Superman principle before. Like, you, you, you can't have so many good things packed into one thing. There's got to be some drawbacks there. Exactly. Like, if Bear Ball was absolutely fantastic at all these different things, then it would also mean that you, you got, I don't know, polio or something yeah, as a result of consuming. Off. Yeah, your dick just falls off. End of story. Even if it's a 10 inch dick, it's just half gone. It's not not powerful enough. Not powerful enough against bear bile. (laughs) It'll take your dick right off. Alright. Oh, jeez. Well, alright. I gotta find a silver lens. This is not going to be easy. Uh, alright, so let's see. The Asian black bear is how big and dangerous? How. How big? I don't know. You tell me. Is it is it big and dangerous? It's uh, more like big see. and and dangerous. <laughs> Get it? It's endangered. Oh, these are they're little they're little tiny bears. Yeah, little, yeah. Oh, and it's got a cute little crest on its chest in the shape of a V. Yep. Oh, characteristics. Uh, whoa! A black bear with broken hind legs can still climb effectively. I wonder how they found out that. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> Why do you know this? What what happens if we break both its hind? Do you think it could still climb a tree? Wow, who would have thought the black bear is the most persecuted bear? I mean, I think it's also the bear that there's the most of on the planet, so I think it's probably just a numbers game at that point. Yo, although largely herbivorous, 
Asian black bears can be very aggressive towards humans. Hmm. Good, good. Fucking rip their faces off. There you go. That's the that's the silver lining there. They're dangerous and scary. They could hurt us. Is it? Uh, so the rest of that sentence is actually who frequently trap or kill them for traditional medicine. <laughs> good. Oh, I would like it. to think that black bears just know. They're like, that guy needs to fucking die. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, don't get out, get out of here. I'm just trying ones. to eat my veggies. I just want to eat my grass and my, my tree limbs and stuff. Yum, yum, yum. Yep. Uh, that was tough. Pass. All right. <laughs> On to the next Hard one. pass. So we, we got our salami out of the way, and now we're going to be discussing our cheese. Uh, <laughs> Our sad got, cheese. This is our sad cheese. You want to you explain this next story, Jimmy? Well, this one's actually a very straightforward but also just generally depressing issue uh, plaguing the United States in specific to the IRS or the Internal Revenue Service. So there have been recent cuts to the IRS reducing their efficacy in tracking down uh, people that break tax laws and tax codes and don't pay appropriately. And more or less what has been a result of this is that the IRS has found that if they try to bring the hammer down on rich assholes that break tax code to make them pay appropriately, the IRS has found that these rich assholes are able to pay rich lawyers to protect them, and it puts the IRS and ultimately the federal government in legal binds that they can't afford to upkeep and have lengthy times uh, with these uh, court cases, where if they just bring the hammer down and bring punitive measures down on poor people, they can streamline the process real easy, really non-senior IRS staff can just, you know, squeeze the money from these poor assholes that probably didn't understand how to correctly file their tax paperwork and squeeze more money from their eyeballs and face holes. <laughs> yeah, it's it kind of makes a lot of sense when you just think about it. Like, are, are you going to go for... Uh, yeah, go for the low-hanging the- fruit. Yeah, well, the low-hanging fruit, yeah, and a burden that hands worth two in the bush. Like, just go for the thing that you know you're going to be able to get. Don't just fight the power in order to try to bring people to justice. Like, the IRS is not necessarily as concerned with bringing people to justice as it is uh, uh, concerned with its funding. Like, it has to make sure that it's still able to sustain itself. And like so many other government entities, it acts like a business. Yep. It tries to ensure that it's going to be able to take well, in enough revenue well, to be able to still survive and function. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's also just a classic rhetoric example of you get what you pay for. If you only put enough money into the IRS where it can only go for the low-hanging fruit, a.k.a. the poor people that can't afford lawyers to protect themselves – then that's all it's going to be able to do effectively. Where if it was funded appropriately, they, you know, could go after these tax evaders of the upper crust of society. Uh, but they're just feckless. And I feel like this is also one of those classic examples of where, uh, conservatives and people of that mindset that think like the government is suckballs can look and be like, hey, look, the IRS sucks. Look how ineffective it is. It's like, yeah, it fucking sucks because they don't have any fucking money. So it's kind of like, I don't know, kneecapping somebody <laughs> and, and uh, you know, cutting them off from the legs down and being like, look how ineffective they are. It's like, yeah, of course they're ineffective. Look at them. Look what you fucking did. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a self-fulfilling it prophecy. It also doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, why in the world would the IRS ever be defunded? It's what the government effectively uses to be functional. Well, I mean, like, how else are they going to fund themselves? I mean, I could go on a big rabbit hole of how the Koch brothers and other like-minded billionaires have been funding and using propaganda to try to basically remove every functioning branch of the U.S. government and to make them so ineffective to make the American public lose faith in them and just have us completely give ourselves over to a corporate overlords. But that's a conversation I don't think we have time for. 
Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> on a different episode, of course we do, and it's something that we've discussed in the past, um, at least in in, uh, in in brief notation. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to this, though, uh, I, I I recently have moved back to Tennessee, and I've found myself in in a couple of political conversations, at least in regards to taxation. Uh, and is it theft, Tim? Is it theft? It's theft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, taxation is theft, right? Uh, which is kind of funny because as soon as the government no longer is receiving any money from you, then they don't need to listen to you. They don't need you. Uh, they they don't need to listen to you in order to represent you right. and ensure that their constituency and their base is being strengthened uh, through their actions. Instead, they're just going to. Listen to the highest bidder, which, like you said, happens to be super PACs, corporations, wealthy billionaires, uh, wealthy folks. Yeah, wealthy folks. Uh, and it makes it really difficult when you have uh, a group of people that is willing to look the other way while you have folks like Mitch McConnell, who's blocking any Senate action to be able to um, look into the appropriation bills in 2019 in order to change the funding for the IRS. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, we don't want to get too far into the weeds, but yeah, I mean, it definitely makes us all more complicated and more sad. And we have a really great quote here uh, from an IRS report, and it says as such, For now, the IRS says, while it agrees auditing more wealthy taxpayers would be a good idea, without adequate funding, there's nothing it can do. Congress must find, must not find, Congress must fund and the IRS must hire and train appropriate numbers of auditors to have appropriately balanced coverage across all income levels, the report said. So like yeah. Just uh, surmising what we're talking about. Yeah, and this is obviously sad because with many things in American society, it disproportionately affects poor people and uh, so disproportionately what? benefits rich people. So I see earlier in the article that it mentioned that it has a requirement to conduct – the IRS has a requirement to conduct random audits. Okay. I mean that is that – that's self-ascribed, right? Yes. Like that, that's, that's, that's an IRS-imposed requirement to conduct yeah. random audits. I mean it makes sense. I mean most – Oh, it does. Yeah. I mean it legitimizes them as an agency. Right. I mean it's kind of what they're there for. It's like for, we randomly right? pulled this name out of the hat making sure things are going the way they're supposed to be going. Yeah, but if they're randomly pulling people's names out of a hat, then they wouldn't. They would get some rich people mixed in there. Exactly. Like, which is if, if like somebody's name comes out of the hat that happens to be a wealthy billionaire, they can't just be like, and we're shuffling that I, back I, in. I, exactly. Well, it's what they shouldn't be doing. But based on this report, it seems like that's what they are doing. It sounds like they're admitting just blatant wrongdoing. Like they should still be going after these people. They should. No. Uh, yes, this is why this is sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it, it, it seems as though like the article is phrasing it in such a way that it's like they're pitting the IRS as being like a victim, like they're unable to go after these these big corporations. Yes. So, like it might be a losing battle, but get on the front line, like fucking get out there, like it's your job to go and take them down. Yeah. Go go do. No, it. I mean yes, that's true. I mean I I, I would agree with that. I mean they shouldn't. They shouldn't just say like, well, we're just not going to, you know, you know, look into any of these rich assholes because we don't have the monies we want. You know, yeah, they should still be doing it. And I mean, hopefully they are. But with the way this report's going, it seems like they're not. Yeah. It seems like they're not there, until further there, notice. There was not. Was there any like direct admittance to just like completely ignoring them? It, it, uh, I mean, it see. seems like it's implied. And if it's, yeah, it would turn up more fraud and bring on more money for the U.S. government, but says he can't afford to do so yeah. unless Congress restores the IRS yeah. funding. So, yeah, that seems fucking conspiratorial and yeah, it's, it, it's corruption. It, literally, like, literally. And what should make sense of why someone like Mitch McConnell, who's in the pockets of all these rich assholes, would be against you know funding them? Because it's like, nope, no worry, guys. I'm going to make sure that the IRS is completely feckless and is never going to go after you ever again. Yeah, I mean, sounds like uh, it's going. Everything's going exactly yeah. as we'd like it yeah. to. So I'm not going to do shit. I mean, and that's <laughs> why I think when we have conversations about corruption, I think the 
corruption of our system is much deeper than we understand or think about in a daily basis. Because, I mean, as you, you just stated, I mean, you could totally look at this through the perspective of corruption. Yeah. Uh, when, especially when you look at the people it's benefiting and the people that are upholding it and stuff like that. This is definitely a form of corruption when uh, a system's working to only benefit a handful and punish everyone else. Uh, do we still have to come up with a silver lining for this one? Uh, fuck, dude. Um, at least the IRS is admitting it. I mean, we, we like I, I, people could assume for like a long ass time that this is totally the way things work and have always worked, and probably honestly in a in a relative sense have always worked. But at least here we can go like, oh yeah, cool. Well, at least like things have gotten so bad. The IRS is just like, yeah, this is the way we're doing this. Yeah, we just. What if they're just all like super analytical? Like my my only experience with IRS agents has been through the movies. Uh, one in particular, Stranger Than Fiction. Have you, have you seen the movie with Will Ferrell? He's an IRS agent. You know what I'm talking about? Wait, movies about IRS agents? Yeah, that's that's my only experience with IRS agents. Wait, what what movie has IRS agents? Uh, Stranger Than Fiction. I, I don't think I've seen it. It's a fantastic movie. I'd highly recommend it. But he's like uh, – they're like cold and calculating and super analytical and not particularly socially adept. At least that's that's what I would assume that all of these IRS agents are like. <laughs> so maybe they I can mean, help but be honest. Maybe they're yeah. just like, my, it's not – it's not. I don't, I'm not able to be dishonest. I have to tell you everything that's on my mind. And IRS robot number five hundred fifty-three <laughs> cannot process. Rich taxpayers do not have enough money. 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 Need yeah. more money. Money. <laughs> money to process. Rich taxpayer. It sounds like a, a properly uh, programmed IRS sex bot right there. Yeah. You see, it's like it has like one hole for tax forms, another hole for dicks. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's lovely. Um, yeah. So honesty is, is fantastic. Silver yeah. King. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the only thing that's good about this because there, if, if let's, let's say before <laughs> this, this report came out and you and I, Tim, we were just like sitting somewhere having coffee and be like, Oh, Tim, I think the IRS is only going after poor people and ignoring rich people. And you'd be like, Oh, I do declare like, that seems totally preposterous. Like, yeah, but I just have a feeling, you know, people could call us conspiracy theorists of like, of course that's not how the American process works. It's a meritocracy. Everything works out great. It's it's fair to everybody, you know. Yeah. But then when this comes oh, out, yeah. you can point to it and be like, nope, it actually sucks balls. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, yeah. You don't even get the benefit of the die roll, right? Like, it's there's not even uh, as much uh, RNG as you'd like there to be. Instead, yep. like, every time uh, every time you get a high roll, like they're like, no, 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 we're going to redo that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. That was a that was a mistake. Uh, things aren't working out. Let's try again. Oh, jeez. Um, well, there we go. All right. So, you know what? Time. I would like to give the IRS. What would you like to give the IRS, Jimmy? Big middle finger. Big, how big? How big? Oh, are we talking? dude, just like you, those freaking airplanes that have the streamers in the back of it, like through the sky, just flying over a town 24/7, just middle finger on the back of it. Hell That's yeah. my idea of a good time. Or maybe like a oh. like a middle finger blimp. That would be cool. Just like a middle finger blimp flying around town. Boop, boop, boop. Just like yes. just like poking all like the big bank skyscrapers downtown, just like bumping into it. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Oh, uh, yep, there goes uh, Jimmy Horn's middle finger blimp. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It rolls around here uh, every day about 2 o'clock. We uh, uh, yeah. into that. To, ever, to, ever, to ever since he uh, won the lottery, he's uh, gotten an addiction to every single drug on the planet, and now he just flies around in his middle finger blimp uh, downtown <laughs> doing every drug known to man, yep. just flicking off everybody. Just flicking them all off. That's right. Uh, but he's doing it in style. Got to respect it. The government can't touch him. The IRS can't get to him. He's too rich. Yeah, it's not a billboard. They can't say no. <laughs> Fucking flipping off everybody. Uh, well, what do you do if you're not wealthy enough to just simply overcome, you know, being uh, uh, audited, or uh, if you don't have enough money for a blimp, like you haven't won the lottery just yet? I mean, I guess you could settle for. 
making a wait let me find the exact measurements wait for it oh 700 pounds 16 foot yeah a 700 pounds 16 foot carved from pure what is this oak it's no pine pine. pure pine freaking middle finger sculpture yeah dude on a giant pedestal being backlit it's legit so people can see it from miles in every direction it looks good it, it really is well cool. made. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, I mean, the guy spent $4,000 on it. So this guy was trying to make a garage. Pretty simple, right? Right. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He owns 11 acres of property, yep. and he wanted to put an 8,000-square-foot garage on his own property. This is his land. He bought it. He owns it. He wants to put a garage on it for some reason in this fuck town. Where is this fuck town? What is this? This is, is this? Westford uh, in... What, Vermont? Yeah. Okay, in Vermont. So in this stupid fuck town in Vermont, apparently you have to get a, a permit to put a garage on your home property, which I didn't even realize was a fucking thing. Like I, I figured that if I owned land, like I could put whatever the fuck I wanted onto it, but I guess that's not the case. No, oh, building permits, dude. Like, what if you wanted to build, like, uh, an amusement park? I mean, but I feel like there's a big stretch. There's a Big, 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 big difference between an amusement park and a garage. Yeah. Big difference. Well, what if you're a so what if your eight thousand square foot garage uh, happens to be built on a five by five plot of land? <laughs> what five? What? What does that mean? So five by five, eight thousand square feet. The thing's going to be ridiculously tall. You're essentially building a tower. And so. It mentions it mentions the square footage of the garage. Now, most of us would assume that a garage is going to be large and flat. It's not going to be multiple stories. Yes. But what if he's building an eight thousand square foot garage that he's also going to have people live in? It's also going to have additional space in the top. Maybe it's going to be really tall. Maybe the plans weren't built out really well. It's not particularly safe. Whatever the case, they deny it. Fuck you! I'm on his side. <laughs> I figured as much. I don't know. This guy has a lot of land and apparently enough money to build an 8,000-square-foot garage. So I'm not quite on his side just – I don't care. I, I'm on his side because he's an artisan. Wait. Fine. No, he's not. He I mean, paid somebody not. else to do that. He paid someone else to make the middle finger? Yeah. I'm not liking this guy more oh, by the second. Oh, man. I thought he might oh, – I had a little bit more respect for him because I thought he totally made that himself. Yeah, this guy could just be an asshole. <laughs> Man, oh, this is taking a turn for the first. Shit. I thought he, oh, uh, yeah, so I don't know why. Like, you would think that that wouldn't change my opinion very much, but the fact that he didn't put his own, like, hard-earned time and effort into making this giant middle finger does take a few ticks off for me for him. Well, he he is uh, sponsoring local artisans, so. Yeah, I guess that's. Good. That's but good. so are people that pay people that make hostile architecture, so you know, we know what I mean. Oh shit. They're talking about Charlie O'Brien, the guy that carved the middle finger. Yeah. Says he normally carves quaint black bear and deer wood carvings. Oh, he just wants to make little bears. <laughs> fucking black bears. He's like fucking not bile harvested black bears. That's all he wants to do. This one called Bile Cage. <laughs> he's just he's just this nice little peaceful wood carver, and he's like, "Hey, hey, you fuck, you want to make me a middle finger?" He's like, "Oh, I don't know, man. I just like making bears mostly. You know, little wooden creatures." Yeah, well, you like money, right? Yeah, I, I, I like money. You make me a middle finger. Make it. Make a big middle finger. I want to. I want a 700-pound middle finger. And then he gets out, like, just $4,000, just dirty, dirty $4,000, and slams him down on the table. I guess I could do that. But, you know, don't put my name on it. I don't want to be associated with this. I'm a good person. This was going towards my garage. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's only... So he only lives on 11 acres. Now, 11 acres... That's still a lot of land. That is a lot of land. That is a lot of land. Uh... He's probably not a farmer with 11 acres. I mean, I guess he could, like, I don't know, whatever. Uh, it's probably just, like, just open space, right? Yeah. I don't understand why they deny him. That's what I'm saying. It don't make no sense. 
It really doesn't. There's there needs to be more information there. We yeah. need to know exactly why yeah. they denied the permit because right now it, it just, just says they denied it. Yeah, it's it's a, a an article posturing about you know what you should do to respond to your local uh, building board when they deny right. you a permit. Which like, flip them off. Yeah, I mean, and what's even more great about this is the city tried to react to him putting this backlit middle finger up on the 16-foot-high pole. And uh, this is what they surmise, is that uh, it wasn't a business advertisement for a service, and it wasn't a billboard, so they couldn't do anything about it because ultimately it was categorized as a public artwork. <laughs> so, the same, so the same zoning great. laws that they used to prevent them to prevent this guy from making a garage couldn't prevent him from making a middle finger statue, which just shows you how feckless they are. Mm, pretty nice. They call it the bird sculpture. I like it. It's pretty good. Oh, jeez. Uh, Burlington attorney Brian. So he's had he's had an attorney who's represented him for the past six or seven years. So I'm thinking that this guy routinely gets into some trouble. Maybe. I mean, if you got a, if you got an attorney if you got an attorney on tap, you either consistently get in, tr- in trouble or you're too rich for your own good. Probably. Yeah. Or maybe you're just friends with an attorney. You know, you, you never know. Like yeah, somebody to to offer you legal advice. What if you're doing a lot of a lot of stuff that involves such things? I don't know. Like, what if he's trying to figure out exactly how he can build an 8,000-square-foot garage to keep all of his prostitutes? <laughs> all right, got to figure out how to do this. What if it was a 7,999-foot garage? Could I do it then? Uh, no. How about a 7,998-foot <laughs> <laughs> are, are you just going to go down a, a square foot at a time? That's, it's not about the size. <laughs> all right, all right. Hear me out. Final offer. Seven thousand nine hundred and ninety-seven. Actually, yeah, that works. Uh, falls within all legal definitions of uh, building permit in the state of Vermont. So, congratulations, you got it. Yes. <laughs> now I don't have to flip you guys off with a giant. <laughs> now bed. I have a garage, and I'm keeping the statue. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you guys. <laughs> when I originally read the story. I, for some reason, completely missed the part about him paying someone else to make the statue, and I, I thought he was using his creative endeavors to create this uh, bird statue uh, yeah, to flick too. off everybody mm-hmm. uh, as a creative way to invest his energy and time to show his disdain for the municipality that he lived under, and that he was one step away be- from becoming a, a Marvin Hemeyer who was going to create a killdozer, but now that I figured out that he's just like some dude that has too much cash and paid someone to make the statue, I have less positive feelings. Yeah, so lesson be learned. Do stuff yourself. Yeah. You know, don't don't go and ask for a permit. Just build your goddamn 8,000 square foot garage. And then when the, the city comes and tries to tear it down, you just, I don't know, killdozer them or something. <laughs> exactly. Tell them it's a work of art. Yeah. This is a public work of art. This isn't a garage. Yes, there's cars inside of it, but it's, it's a, a metaphor. It's an art garage. It's a metaphor. I keep my cars inside of myself because I'm free spirit and I'm running on diesel and stuff. <laughs> diesel. I don't know. <laughs> nice. Something along those lines. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, let's see. Silver lining here. Um... Mm. Can't always get what you want. Can't always get what you want. Yeah. But if you try sometimes. Yeah, the city of Westford got what they needed. You just might find. You get what you need. Actually, this could actually help a little bit of tourism in the area. Like, there's no reason why I'd ever want to go to Westford, Vermont. And then I'm scrolling down and I see on a Google map that they have the bird statue mapped out. Like, hmm. Wonder if I could like work that into a trip sometime. Yeah, if I'm ever there, I mean, it'd be worth seeing. Yeah, I want to I I see a giant middle finger statue. Yeah. How, many, how many times am I going to get to see one of those in life? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> nice, I like that. It's great. Yeah, there you go. Wait a second, that. Boom. 
All right. On that note, if you all are interested in giving us the bird, you can do so by emailing us at syndicatepowerment at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. You can also tweet at us on the Twitter at cynic and power me one, or you can like us on Facebook at cynic empowerment and send us a message to a message to there. It would mean a lot to us if you would reach out. Please rate and review us on, you know, whatever listening device you're using. Yeah. It'd be and great. Subscribe where you can. Like become yes. a regular listener of ours. And if you want to give us a little bit of a tip, you can do so in Bear Bile. We in accept Bear all <sighs> Bear Bile tips. It's worth a lot of money. So you may give it to us if you it. Right, Jimmy? If you send us bear bile, I'm going to fucking murder your entire family. Don't murder... Just give him the finger, man. Just give him a big old giant wooden finger. I'm going to fucking give your favorite elderly grandparent the finger. Oh, that might hurt their sense of self. I don't know. I probably wouldn't do shit to him, man. Old people are resilient. Duh. That's why they're here. (laughs) That's why they're still here. Yeah. Is there... They're tough and old, and they made it through, you know? Haven't given up yet. Hell yeah. Haven't haven't given up, like, the IRS on doing their fucking jobs and concerns to rich people? Maybe they should just, like, give up going after old people. Like, every time they try to, like, find money, they're just like, I forget where all my money's at. I don't really care about money anymore. Mm. Could be so simple. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes, quite. Mm. Yes. <laughs>